we were on the holiday talk the last episode I felt that it was fitting for us to continue to speak on the holidays now I have a lot of things I can talk about um, but one thing in particular that has been very near and dear to my heart and it is a trigger warning of a subject so I just want to put that out there first that if you are somebody who struggles with any form of eating disorder, then trigger warning, that's what we're going to be speaking on today. Now, I never knew that I was somebody who had an eating disorder. Um, I actually was always felt very fortunate to have come out of my childhood without one, um, only to find out later in adulthood that I didn't come out of my childhood without one, that I did indeed have one my entire life. Um, I just had no idea that there was a name for it. And that name is binge eating, um, which, so I have two other sisters, um, and traditionally I have always been the heavier, I guess, of the two. My sisters are naturally more petite, um, skinny, I guess, people, and I just had never had that kind of build. I am short. I'm stocky. You know, when everybody else in middle school was in a size zero, I was in a size three. And therefore I looked at that as I was the fat one, you know, and then not to mention, um, you know, both of my parents always made it very obvious to me that my body was different. Um, you know, I don't think that their intentions were necessarily malicious, but I just think that they both just had a lot of internalized thinking about what a woman should look like and what a woman should be. And they just projected that onto me all the time. And so one thing in particular, my mom would always bring to my attention is just how my body looked at all times. So when I say that I thought I was very lucky to make it out of my childhood and think that I didn't have an eating disorder, um, I felt very lucky because that was something that was always, always thrown into my face um, about how my body looked, being conscious of my body, you know, picking apart my body. Every time my mom would see me, it would be some kind, I mean, still to this day, you know, I've, I've set the boundary now, but still to this day, you know, my comments about my body get brought up. You know, it was either I was too skinny, I was too fat, I was eating too much, I wasn't eating enough, you know, I, I was losing weight, I was gaining weight. It was just a constant battle, you know, and my dad wasn't so bad about it necessarily, but he definitely was like getting to the point where he would, you know, just make comments of like, Hey, you know, that stuff will catch up to you one day, you know, eating like that will catch up to you. And, you know, it just, there was just always those kind of little comments of like, you know, just, do you think you should be eating that? You know, Oh, do you need to go up in a pant size or this, that, and the other. Those things were just always brought to my attention far more than I think they were brought to my sisters. But granted, my mom grew up in a very hypercritical environment and I just think she just couldn't really help herself. So my mom's always just been super critical. But um, 
you know, for me specifically, it's been based around my body and what my body looks like. And so something I used to do often, which again, I had, I really truly was under the impression that everybody did this. But when I found fitness, I very quickly um, lost weight and I was super restrictive of myself, like super restrictive. I wasn't having bread. I was barely eating sugar. Um, I don't know. I just, I had completely changed my diet for the better and I lost a ton of weight and I was feeling good, but I was super obsessive over it. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop thinking about my weight. I was super conscious that everybody, if I happened to gain a pound back, people would notice it on me. I was weighing myself multiple times a day. It was, it was really like, it was the skinniest I had ever been, but it was by far the most unhealthy I had ever been. Um, because I was just so ridiculously obsessed with my weight and where I was and terrified to gain another pound. And then not to mention every time I see my mom or my dad, that's like the first thing out of their mouth is com making some kind of comment about my body. Even if it was a good comment, I'm like, Oh, you look great. Um, that still just made me feel really weird because then I felt like I had this standard to uphold of like, okay, well they think I look great here. So let me like try to make sure I'm always at this weight or I'm always looking like this. Um, but yeah, something that I used to do often after I kind of got out of that, I actually remember the first time when I wasn't like eating all of that stuff, I, we were having a meeting at this restaurant that I was working at and they were giving out breadsticks. And I remember thinking like, I don't want to eat this. And then everybody was like there at the table, just had no idea really like what I was struggling with. And was just like, Oh, you should have it, you know, eat it. It'll be good. And I was like, okay. And I had a bite of it. And I, I don't know, I feel like from there, like all went downhill for me. And I started quickly like eating a lot more. And I would then start to do this stuff in like the private of my, like the privacy of my own home. I would take a lot of food or I would take whatever it is that I wanted to eat. And I would go somewhere in my house or I would just wait till I got home and I would just scarf it down. And I mean like eat it and eat it and eat it and eat it and eat it. And like until the point where I was like, so full, I couldn't even stand it. You know, and granted, I wouldn't do anything beyond that. I wouldn't go and make myself throw up or I wouldn't deprive myself of anything. So I didn't necessarily, you know, those were the two eating disorders, like I said, that I'd ever heard of was bulimia and anorexia. So I didn't know that me taking food and eating it in an excess amount was any form of eating disorder. And so um, after I had that first bite of a breadstick, I started quickly like bringing in more snacks in my house and bringing in more. And then next thing you know, multiple times a week, I'm having these episodes where I just will go off and I will eat a shit ton of food and I'll feel a lot of guilt about it later. And then I'll work like hell in the gym. But over time, I couldn't out eat a bad diet. So very quickly, my diet, my diet spiraled back into eating just shit food just everything that really wasn't fueling my body in any way. I was just eating it and eating it. And, um, you know, I, I gained weight back and then that made me, of course, super insecure. So I've, I went through this yo-yo dieting and exercising and binge eating and not binge eating for years. And I'm honestly still in it. And that's why, you know, actually putting a label and finding out what it was that I was struggling with has really helped open my eyes to, okay, 
this isn't normal, but that means that I can heal it and I can maybe make it better for myself. And so when I got on TikTok, you know, a couple years ago and I start seeing people talking about how they overcame binge eating, I started digging more into it and learning really what binge eating even is. It like clicked for me and I was like, oh, okay, um, this is interesting. Uh, you know, and I guess honestly, a part, a part of it where like it opened my eyes a lot. I remember one time and specifically, what was it? I don't know how long ago it was years ago though. And I always lived alone for the most of my life. I've always lived alone. I either lived with myself or I lived with my daughter's dad or I lived with my boyfriend now. Like those are the only time since I was freaking 16 years old. Um, and even when I was living alone, and this is how I guess I should have known that this was like not healthy, but it just didn't register for me. Even when I was living alone, I remember coming home from work one day and I took like a thing of Oreos and I went upstairs and I sat in my closet and I ate this entire pack of Oreos. Like, a, like, I don't know how many Oreos, like 30 Oreos. I went in my closet and I sat in there. And mind you, nobody was at my house. I had no reason to go and hide. But I was so ashamed of what I was doing. And I, like, a part of me knew it wasn't right. But I just could not help myself. And so I went into the closet and I ate these Oreos. And afterwards, I just remember crying and feeling, like, so guilty and so shameful and so disgusted with myself. And just, I don't know. I felt like it was just something I was going to be trapped in forever. And you know, that was seven, six, seven years ago. And like I said, this is still something that I'm working through to this day. And I did 75 hard last year, which if you're not familiar with 75 hard is, it's basically just like very strict rules and regimens that you follow. So like, it was like hundred percent a clean eating diet um, a gallon of water a day, two workouts a day, one inside, outside, you know, reading a book every day, taking a progress picture. So there was a lot of accountability there. And I really stuck to it to a T as the best I absolutely could. I mean, I'm sure that there would be something on that diet list that I maybe shouldn't have had, but I created my own diet and my own diet that I was going to follow was, um, intermittent fasting. So I was sticking to that and I was eating what as best healthy as I could. And, um, that slowly started to heal the binge eating in me because when I would want to have something that I thought was really questionable, I would literally just look on the nutrition facts for it. And if it was something that like, you know, if it, I would actually follow the recommended serving size. So if it was just something of like, six pieces of these wheat thins is, is a serving size. That's what all I would have. And honestly, I felt so good doing that. I felt so free and liberated and just like, holy shit, I don't have to, I don't have to pick certain days for shitty foods that I want to have and just binge on those foods all day. And then the next day restrict myself completely and be like, no, you're not having any of that, which I feel like is what I'm currently still in with myself is like, now I definitely have more of a balance where, you know, I will have, I don't care. I don't, I won't just pick up cheat days where I'm like, this is the day I'm going to cheat. This is the day, you know, I'm starting fresh tomorrow. I will have usually what I want to have, but then I will also have far more of a balance of having like healthier foods brought into my life too. But 
specifically with 75 hard, I felt like that opened so much of my eyes of like, I can actually have control of food because I've always felt like food controlled me. I always felt like these impulses and these urges that I had to eat the things that I wanted to eat, like I had to eat them and I had to eat them in excess. And, you know, something about me is I have a really weird, just in general mindset around food. Like I feel very protective over food and I don't know. I feel like I could probably tell you why I feel that way. Um, but I don't know if that's necessarily to me, it seems so silly on how that could affect me so much into adulthood. But really when I was young, my mom used to always eat off my plates and she would always come and eat off of my plates. And I freaking hated it. I literally hated it. I don't know why, but it just like, it grossed me out. It made me just like, feel like my food was scarce. Like I wasn't going to have enough food. And then, you know, not to mention growing up with siblings in a household, I think we all know, like having your favorite foods that you want. And then people like you go in, they're not there and they're gone. You know, that makes anybody upset. And I feel like those things there somehow spark something into my adult life where I am still very protective of my food. You know, people love to give me shit about it when they just want to pick off on my plate. And I'm like, no, don't touch my food. But it's just, I don't know. It's something I'm working through. It's, you know, Ryan and I, we've always had this kind of like funny haha thing in our relationship where he always likes to eat off my plate. And I'm always like, no, don't touch my food. But I'm working on it and I'm trying to get past it. But anyways, I think that has contributed a lot to my binge eating as well of like, I didn't know if that food was going to be available later. So I have to eat it all now because it might not be there. Or I have to eat my food really fast because someone's going to come and take some from me. And again, this was something that I didn't know that other people felt until I also got on TikTok and I saw, and I'm like, holy shit, there's just so much people out there who literally relate to this. And meanwhile, the people in my life make me feel like I'm crazy because I'm so protective of my food, or I feel the need to like hide my food, or I feel the need to just like eat my food where nobody else can have access to it. Because it's like, I don't know, it's just a feeling that I feel like you really can't describe unless you went through it and you understand it. But it's real for me and it's real in my brain. And again, it's something that I'm trying really hard to be more conscious about and try to heal that part of my relationship with food. And honestly, that's like my biggest manifestation that I'm, I'm really like focusing on for next year is that I want to find a middle ground with food. I want to find where I can still love and enjoy the things I like about food, but also like get back to having that, that balance that I had when I was doing 75 hard, because honestly, I kind of like, I, at the moment it was a good thing for me. Like I started 75 hard the day after my little sister's wedding and it was going to take me through New Year's Eve. And then the next day on New Year's day, we were going to be going on a cruise. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm not drinking alcohol for 75 days. I'm not eating any shitty foods. I'm not doing this, that, and the other. And then come the first, when we go on this cruise, I can be free and do whatever I want to do. Um, but honestly, it just kind of fucked me up. It did. Like once I was like so restrictive and I don't, I mean, yeah, 75 hard was restrictive, but I, I don't know why I didn't really look at it like that. Like I, I really just enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed kind of having, um, you know, the structure of a program that I was following. And so when I went from being so structured for 75 days to then jumping on a cruise ship the next day and having access to all this food and all this alcohol and this, that, and the other, you know, that was probably very triggering for my brain and my eating disorder. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it was. So I basically just was super 
you know, structured for so long. And then I jump into just having access to everything. And I think it just fucked it all up for me because then I came home, I went on that for 10 days basically. And then I come home and I'm trying to just snap back into structure. Well, no, my brain is already back on of like, no, we want to eat this food in excess. This is what you need. This is what you want. And it's like, I felt like already out of control and back spiraling with this. So that's a big goal for mine for next year is to really, really focus on healing that relationship with food because I want to have the things that I want to have. And I also want to not feel like shit physically after I eat it. Because if you're a binge eater, you know, you don't feel very good after you binge eat. I've never felt very good. And again, I just thought that this was so normal that everybody did it, that everybody just pigged out so much to where they couldn't even like, you know, do anything afterwards. Like I totally thought that that was just what we all did. And so it was, um, it was enlightening to say the least when there's actually, I, you know, like I said, I see on TikTok that there's three eating disorders and binge eating is a part of that. And I'm like, wait, what? It's an eating disorder. I don't think so. I'm not going and eating this food and making myself throw up, you know, and, and this is not to like say one eating disorder is like more okay than the other. Cause that's obviously not at all the case, but I just had never heard and had that labeled for me. So those were the only two eating disorders I had heard of. And so to find out that a way that I've been eating my whole life is actually like not healthy was crazy. It was literally crazy. So, um, you know, discovering that about myself was, um, an interesting ride. And as I said, I am working on it and I am working towards it. And in a perfect world, I want to heal that relationship entirely. But you know, the holidays are very triggering, I think, for a lot of eating disorders. I think no matter what one you're struggling with, I think it's really hard to try to manage that. And so if you are somebody who, regardless if you just have a really weird relationship with food, um, I see you totally. It's, it's something that, like I said, unless you actually have lived with it, you probably wouldn't understand it. And, um, you know, I want to believe that there's hope for all of us to get that middle ground. For me, I always like made excuses as to why it was okay that I did that because I work my ass off in the gym and, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I think I need to do to take care of my body. And I am like, I do still consider myself a very healthy person, um, for the most part, you know, but I mean, binge eating definitely still has a big precedent over my life. Um, and it still has me pretty strong in its grips and it won't for long. And I know that for a fact, but currently that is still something that I am really, really struggling hard with. And I'm struggling with, you know, the guilt that I'll feel because I do work so hard in the gym of like, you know, if I'm working my ass off in the gym one morning and then I go home that night and I can't stop stuffing my face, I feel a lot of guilt from that. So just all around, I have some changes to make, you know, for the better, for longevity, for just mentally wise. I'm so over the chokehold that food has me in, in every aspect. As I said, I'm, I'm tired of feeling so protective over food. I'm tired of feeling 
exhausted after a meal because I just didn't know when to stop. I, I just want to find a healthy middle balance with it. And I believe that it's out there. And I know that it's out there. And I know it's going to take some intentional work on my end to be more intentional about the things I put in my body. Um, which I am, you know, I do, again, I, I like to believe I have a healthy balance, but it's the, it's the times when I'm weak and the times where I'm not balanced out that I don't know how to stop, you know, cause I still try to make sure I get my good nutrition in. I try really hard to eat a lot of protein every day, which I think is the most important part. You know, I try not to have a ton of sugar. I'm not like a super sweets person, but if I do have sweets, then I don't know how to stop with them. And that's the problem. It's not how much I'm doing it. It's when I'm doing it, I don't know when to stop. Um, it's hard. It's super hard. And this is, again, something I'm going to touch on more of. I'm going to share more of my journey with trying to heal from that. But, um, you know, I expect it to be a lot of ups and downs. I expect it to be... Uh, I don't know. I expect it to be hard because it's the way I've done my whole life. And, you know, I see my mom struggling with it. And again, I thought that this was just normal. And I, I see now why my mom was so hypercritical of me when she would see me doing it. I think she's, she also didn't recognize that it was maybe an eating disorder. So instead she would just kind of like pick at it. But really my mom has the same issue with her and I want to see my mom get healthy and I want to see my mom break through it. And I'm hoping maybe we can help each other to do that because, um, as I said, I'm, I'm just built differently. I, you know, I think some people can maybe get away with eating that way. Um, for me, I know it's just not good for me in the long run being that diabetes runs in my family and, you know, eating like that for anybody probably isn't good. So this is my accountability episode. This is my accountability episode to beat this god dang freaking binge eating disorder for good in 2023 we're doing it please god hold me accountable with it not that anybody really could because this is all things i do in the comfort of my own home but i'm hoping that the more that i talk about it and the more that i'm open about it maybe that is the first step in healing binge eating is just acknowledging that you are a binge eater and then first, and then, and then taking the steps that you need to take to fix that. And I've actually found a couple of good pages that I like on TikTok that have like coaches who are like binge eaters that I feel like I watch their videos and they really are super helpful. And so maybe that's what we got to do. Do the research, um, find out what works for you. Try to find the healthy balance in your life and let's get through the holidays with hopefully a lot less guilt and a lot more enjoyment because food should be enjoyed. Time with your family should be enjoyed. You shouldn't leave any form of function feeling guilty because you enjoyed yourself and I don't want to do that. I just want to be free. So that is what i have for us today and you know what it is we will be talking very very soon merry christmas happy holidays